This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and you are tuned into an interview special with, in in ascending order of importance and significance, I'll say, <laughs> ITFC Women's Media Officer, Kieran Stanley. But the main event, um, sponsored by Blue Monday for the 2021-22 season, easy for me to say, ITFC Women's Midfielder, Set Piece Wizards, Abby Lafayette. Abby, how are you? Good to meet you. Yeah, I'm good. Great, good to be on the show. Thank and you very Kieran, much. Doing all right. We've you're a frequent flyer now on here, aren't you? I know, yeah, yeah. I have to get a loyalty card soon, won't I? Loyalty <laughs> card. We'll give you a mug or something. Yeah. Um Abby, firstly, um, great to have you on. Obviously, we mentioned the sponsorship there. Um, on behalf of the podcast team and all of the people watching, um, we're so proud that what the women's team doing, what you're doing. Um, we'll talk about Southampton in a minute because that was super exciting and, and obviously a massive um, part in the goals was your excellent set piece delivery which we've already mentioned but first off um, you missed the game on Sunday uh, a little bit of a knockoff to Southampton still about tell us about that and when you're hoping to be back yeah um <clears throat> so it happened in training actually training session just after the Southampton game um nothing too much but yeah just taking precautions I'll be out for a few weeks but nothing too long hopefully just couldn't get that injury to go into the kind of Christmas break and New Year break, but never mind. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Anyway. Never mind, never mind. I have no control. <laughs> um, so let's um, let's talk about you and your career. Let's um, get all of our, our listeners and subscribers into the know about um, how you've ended up at Ipswich and all that kind of stuff. Um, first off, signed the pro deal in the summer along with the fifth member of the team. Um, we might hear or see from... Sophie Pescott, who might be lurking around somewhere, who was, who was obviously spoken to there, but you were number five. Um, it must be an exciting time to be part of that and um, show the kind of progression that the team's made in the last few years whilst you've been at the club. Yeah, definitely. I think um, to be one of the first five as well was great, but even like he only offered out a few contracts and to be in one of those contracts um, is great. But yeah, I just think it shows how much we are um committing to this season and how much we are trying to push for that promotion yeah 
hundred percent. And your career started at, at Garston Ladies, um, yeah. which and and that's the kind of neck of the woods where you're from, kind of Hertfordshire yeah. area. Tell us how you ended up in in sunny Suffolk because it's a it's a bit of a trek. It's not too far, but yeah. Tell us about yeah. Um, so I was playing for Bevershire ACC, um, and then obviously there was regional camps held um, at the training ground. Um, so a couple of us, um, I know Anna as well come through um Cambridge ACC so we were at the regional camps and then um there was a game and Joe asked us if we wanted to play in it and then it kind of came from there um my dad was more involved than me he just told me one day that you know you're going training on Thursday or whenever it was um you have training I was like oh okay so we're traveling up to Ipswich and then yeah here I am brilliant sounds really quick so is is your dad kind of the the kind of mastermind is he kind of your agent at the moment or um I mean he tries to be but I mean, <laughs> he only gets strip feeds of information, um, but yeah, mainly comes from myself. Cool. And, and Kieran, it's, it's for, for those not really um, who are in the know about the women's team, um, the kind of Abby situation is not unique. There's a lot of players who are, you know, obviously we know about Natasha and, and EK who are big Ipswich Town fans, but a lot of the team actually is from further afield than that, isn't it? It's really important that yeah. that recruitment considers more than just Ipswich and Suffolk, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think Joe's always preached that we want to be the, the the kind of like the dominant team in the east region of the country, and also try and reach out beyond that as well. And I think the fact that we can we can go out into Cambridgeshire, Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire, as well as Essex, Suffolk, and Norfolk, I think is, is massive. And obviously, that's enabled us to get a player like like Abby. Um, it feels weird saying Abby. I was about to say, yeah. Okay, what do we need to call you, Abby? Laffy or Laffy? Laffy. Yeah. Am, I okay yeah. to, am I okay to call you Laffy? Yeah, I'm not, of course. Cool. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. you can call me Rich or whatever. It just feels weird. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've obviously been able to get someone like Laffy from, from Hertfordshire and, um, as you said, you know, the Bedfordshire um, ACC. So it just shows the reach we've got and that will keep growing and growing and, and, and ultimately that net will grow even bigger and the, and the catchment area will be wider and we'll start attracting a... a a lot more players from further afield but it's a massive commitment for players to come from that far away and it just shows how much of a of an attractive proposition we are and and have you found it abby um, laffy sorry laffy it's, anyway, right. it's in there now um because because yeah it's a, a far from home i guess it helps having a, a decent housemate is, is she a decent housemate um when yeah. she wants to be when she yeah. wants to be okay yeah. washing <laughs> up needs to right. get done all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. do you take turns doing the cooking and all that kind of stuff or she can't delivery? cook oh, okay, no fine. she can't cook i mean no. she tries bless her she does try but I'll, I'll i'll do all the cooking i don't mind good as long stuff. as she does the washing up there you go that's the compromise yeah. that's what it's about exactly. and um yeah tell us about the the academy program as well and, and what's that because because I, I don't know whether how long that normal that is, that's normally for a, um, a spell there, but you were in the first team pretty much a year later. So that's, is that a quick progression or is that kind of standard? Um, yeah, I'll definitely say it was a quick um, progression through the academy. Um, it's usually standard about two years we do in the academy and then let's go further up. So I might do a third year in the academy um, or sign on the academy and first team. Um, but yeah, it was, I would say I was definitely one of the early ones quite with some of the others like Peskett. She was first year academy playing up in um, the first team where I was second year and a couple of the other girls were. So, yeah, I'll definitely say we progressed through that quite quickly. And it must be really great now, you know, two, three years on from that, that the first team kind of feels like, you know, we've obviously made some really important signings in the summer. Um, but a lot of the team is is coming through the academy and, and will have come through together. So you all know each other and have that, you know, familiar with each other, aren't you? 
Yeah, definitely. I think we're a team that's quite close with each other because um, a couple of the girls that come from Essex, they've been playing with each other for years. And then I knew Anna before um, coming into Ipswich as well. So we all kind of knew it of each other or about each other. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, we've been playing each other for quite a few years now um, through the academy and up to first team. So, yeah, we know each other quite well. And you can tell, you can tell, and 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 obviously brought up in the in the right way as well, Kieran. That style of play that you know we see it every week now at the Goldstone, in spite of bobbly wet pitches. That the, the women's team, the girls are playing excellent passing football, and that's part of the mantra, presumably. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe likes to play uh, an open and expansive um, brand of football. He wants to play entertaining front foot football. He's always been like that. We've never been a team that's going to play negatively. Um, so yeah, and that's and that's come through from the academy too. And I think, as Laffy said, the familiarity and the continuity, the consistency of so many players within the team having played together for so long. And, and as you t- as you said, Rich, you can you can tell that you can tell that they're, they're almost like a, a mind meld. Uh, a lot of the times, like, a player knows what their teammate's going to do before they've even done it. Um, and I think that that can only benefit the team going forward. And I think that's a great story essentially you know with this journey that we're on now this team that have been together since their early teens going back to like rtcs and academy and whatnot to, to to reach the the elite divisions of women's football having played together for five six seven eight nine years would be what oh wow what a magnificent story that would be yeah and and still so young as well and and the progression there it feels like you know it could be as, as far as we could go is it the championship, you know, the WSL even potentially. Uh, this is the kind of strategy. This is the aim at the moment, and you know, we have to say, Laffy, you're you're still nineteen, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, such a young age as well. So all that potential and and stuff like that bodes really well for the future. Um, talk about the past very quickly. Tell us about your debut because, um, yeah, Cambridge away, and um, a, a memorable moment for you, I'm sure. Yeah, um, it was quite unexpected to be fair. Like, I didn't really think, I didn't really think about much of the first team or when I was gonna get into the first team or play my first game for it. Um, like obviously Charlotte Kellett was playing then. Um, I was quite close with her in the academy and stuff, so that was good that she was there and you know like kind of helped me into the first team. Um, and then yeah, it was just a normal game. I didn't really know what to expect. Didn't know if we were gonna win. Didn't know what Cambridge were like. Just kind of had to get into the game, um, not expecting anything. And then luckily I scored the winner um in the I don't know last few minutes of the game or something so couldn't really ask for better debut to be fair ah what dreams are made of that is brilliant yeah. and then and then established yourself in the in the team the kind of the season after and that's we need to talk about the FA Cup obviously FA Cup come up in the weekend and we'll get your thoughts on that but that historic cup run tell us about that I just think the whole experience was great for us as well um like you had Big Z scoring a hat-trick against Huddersfield was only 16 um but like even just the overnight stays where some of us are so young, like we hadn't experienced things like that yet. Um, just the whole the whole day around travelling up to Huddersfield and the hotels and then travelling back down, um, it just felt very professional, even though we were still so young. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a great experience for all of us. And, and Kieran, that kind of experience is what is, is, is great now because that's the hope is that becomes more frequent in the future, isn't it? Every other week it should feel like that. That's the hope, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've had a few more experiences like that since then. Obviously, we'd love another experience in the FA Cup to, to mirror that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great time for all of us. And it was, I suppose, right at the start of this 
this journey that we're on at the minute and a lot's happened since then but it's something that I'll never forget I think that Huddersfield game is is probably up there as one of my career highlights in terms of like the best days that I've had since I've been in the job and yeah it was it was a phenomenal experience that cup run and um, there was just a fearlessness about the team I mean going in to play Man City best team in the world probably at that current time and just went there and thought okay we've got a job to do there was no real nerves and I think Laffy left one on Georgia Stanway in the first <laughs> half. And I think that just proves it all. Like, no one was overawed by the occasion. And then ultimately, the result went against us. But I don't think anyone could come away with that, come away from that game without um, a load of credit for the way that we, we conduct, uh, conducted ourselves throughout that whole process, but also the way it concluded, too. Yeah, must give confidence. I was I was going to ask, and maybe not be Georgia Stanway, but any players in that city team that you, that you aspire to be or you look up to, Daffy? Um, I don't know. It's a hard question because I wouldn't really say I look up to anyone as bad as it sounds. I wouldn't really say, I don't know. Um, be your own person. That's fine. <laughs> it's good. Obviously, it's a good there's answer. a few players like, um, like George Stanway, who was entered into the Man City team quite young and then has played up um, at high standard <clears throat> um, early on in her career. So I guess that's something, you know, that I'd love to do but even now I'm playing at a decent level for my age um, and we're on a journey somewhere to go so yeah but I wouldn't say anyone really in particular but yeah Steph has been around for years as well and um, playing against her and all her experience she has as well yeah brilliant did you get to chat to any of them after the match um, not really no. don't really speak to shake hands and, and yeah yeah right. some people did to be fair I think it was just yeah personal preference whether you wanted to talk to them or not I mean yeah. I kind of it's, it's a bit of a weird one because it's still you're still kind of like professional and yeah as in you know if, if you and it, I know it was a disappointing um, scoreline at the end of it and you kind of that must have been a bit disappointing but also you want to if you kind of make them into if you put them on a pedestal then it kind of is a bit weird isn't it so I kind yeah of, I kind of understand where you were coming from there that that does make sense. And I do have to ask, and I, I've, I've got kind of 10 minutes in and I've not done this yet. And we've, it's really important for us to understand this. What do you think your best position is, Laffy? Because in the squad roster, you're kind of listed as a midfielder. I've seen you this season largely on the left-hand side, maybe as a full-back or wing-back. What would you suggest your best position is? No offence to Joe, who obviously uses you in absolutely the perfect way. But what would you say? This is a really good question because I would have said midfield, no doubt. Um but like the girls ask me all the time, like, what do you prefer? Or like, you, they always go like, I know you love left back or full back. Like, I can just tell you do. Um, I don't know. It's a really hard question because I'm a midfielder at heart. And I doubt, like, I love being a midfield. But I enjoy playing wing back at the minute and left back. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it depends on the game because I love getting stuck in. And I feel like in midfield, you can do that. And like breaking up play, um, things like that. But I honestly don't have an answer. That's good. No. So, are you left-footed or you both? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm both. I like to say, but no one believes me. But (laughs) you need both of them to walk and run. So that's exactly. Um, Also, talk to us about your. You know, we'll talk about this now. I was going to kind of go in season order, but I'm going to move this, evolve the agenda as we go. Your set pieces delivery. Obviously, it's you versus kind of you and Paige doing the kind of paper scissors stone to decide who takes them. But obviously, Southampton. It was you taking free kicks in and around the area. Talk to us about that and, and kind of how much time you put in in, in practising that and trying to hone that skill because it's it's a really big weapon for the team, isn't it? Um, so I would never seen myself as like a set-piece taker, corners, free kicks, nothing. Um, and it kind of came about during pre-season and stuff because I was left-footed. It offers 
a different angle and a different ball into the box. Um, so I kind of just started practicing them like nothing too serious. And then I was like, oh, like maybe I could. And then um, I think towards the beginning of the season, it became it started from corners and stuff. And then I think Paige wanted to ch- switch up a little bit, not always taking free kicks, wanted to offer her threat somewhere else. Um, and then, yeah, kind of started taking free kicks from there and then start practicing them sometimes in training um, with a couple of the defenders attacking them as well. So, yeah. It's a deadly weapon, as it proved, Kieran, against Southampton. Is, is the buzz still around the camp after that? I mean, you could tell yeah. on Sunday against Crawley that there was some confidence that kind of led from that. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about Southampton now. Kieran, tell us how, how you kind of – your reaction post-match. Well, first, I want to start with a story actually linking from Laffy's uh, assist for the first goal. So it was, what, five minutes before half time, and we win the free kick. Laffy steps over the ball. And Joe turned round to us on the bench. We were all stood up. And he goes, right, everyone listen. We're going to score here. I've got a feeling. We are going to score here. He goes, everyone get ready to celebrate. So literally, Laffy clips it in. Tash nods it past the goalkeeper. And it was just like, oh, that was a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. premonition. But also, it also shows how confident we are, not only in the delivery, but also in the, the players attacking the ball in the middle. And there are very few players at this level in particular that are as good as Tash in the air. And for someone like Laffey, when the delivery's right and you've got someone with that aerial threat in the middle, you go into the same place every time. So yeah, it, was a, it was a great, great, um, great goal, great premonition from Joe. I'm sure he'll be taking the credit for that. Um, but also to score at that crucial time as well, just before half-time, knock the stuffing out of them. And you can see Southampton going down the tunnel frustrated, um, you know, losing their heads a little bit. And I think that kind of set us on our way to to getting the win that day. Um, not only from what happened in terms of the goal, but also a psychological perspective. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. 
Yeah, and uh, we'd been talking about it on on the podcast, and everyone seems to be talking about it. As you know, you take the point, and we we spoke about it, didn't we? You know, you, you maybe go away, take the point, but to go and get that victory must have to give you massive confidence, not only for the rest of the season, but for that return game on home soil. I know the F, the cup league cup tie was was disappointing, but that was really tight. But it sets the season up really well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think um, we definitely wanted to do well in the cup, but. Um... The league's the most important, and we know that. Um, so to get a result in the league is the one that matters. Um, we were going there to win. We weren't going there to do anything else but to get the three points. Um, and I think we felt that in the team. like We felt that the hunger and the aura around it that we wanted to win. And, um, yeah, like Kieran was saying with that free kick, when I was walking over to take it, I felt something that we were going to score from it. I knew in myself it was going to be a, a good free kick and someone was going to get on the end of it. Brilliant. Um, I love that. Yeah, there, there seemed to be. Laffy could probably testify to this. There seemed to be a really good vibe on the coach in the hotel. Yeah. Everyone was a lot more relaxed than normal. And I'm not saying that we're never relaxed in a hotel or anything like that. But there yeah. seemed to be a real good feel, good factor, a, a real sort of confidence, a, a good vibe around everyone. And I think everyone genuinely was just like, you know what, we're here to do a job. We're going to do that job, and we're going to come away with the three points. And and ultimately, that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say like. It was something we were constantly like, oh my God, like we have Southampton late because we knew it was going to be a massive game. Um, it was almost our minds were elsewhere, but in a, a way that it wouldn't take over our minds. Um, that We didn't want to constantly be thinking about our opponents because sometimes it could be overwhelming for some players. Um, so I think we managed that really well, um, not letting it overtake our minds, and but still realising that that's what we're here to do, is yeah, to get the three points. Yeah, we, we, you've mentioned him, um, Kieran um, Laffy. Tell us about um, is it is it the gaffer? Is it Joe? Is it Boss? Tell us about um, what it's like um, playing in on, uh, you know Joe's team. Um, yeah, so we just call him Joe. Nothing too special. No. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. So I've been playing under him a couple of years now. Um, I think he's definitely helped me because I was come from a grassroots team into Ipswich, which is nothing like grassroots team. Um, I think he understands his players well. Um, like he understands, like he trusts us as well. He definitely, I would say he trusts me as a player. Um, he knows my ability. He knows what I'm capable of. So when I do need that extra push or if I'm not performing well, he will tell me, um, which I think is always good to have a coach like that. He's not scared to tell you when you're doing wrong or you can do better. Or even when you're doing well, um, it's nice to hear sometimes. How do you find dealing with him? Kieran on kind of on outside the matches and that kind of stuff has he got like is there like a strategy and a like a chalkboard or a whiteboard with a three-year five-year plan is he one of those kind of people he, he loves he loves a voice note um <laughs> and he loves a phone call um we speak every day um because not only am I involved in media but a lot of ops and stuff like that as well so Joe and I have to speak quite a lot um but he's great to work with uh, he's ever enthusiastic He's always, uh, uh, the amount of times, I can't begin to tell you the amount of times I've had a voice note or a call from him where he's just been excited about something, where he's just rang me out of the blue to tell me something. And then that'll be like, he's like all right then, mate, cheers, see you later. <laughs> and, uh, so that's the kind of person he is. He's, he's very enthusiastic, very passionate about what he does, very thorough. He, he preaches attention to detail a, a lot. Um, and I, I think he's, um, obviously, you know, I think, I think, as a member of staff, you you put yourself in the player's shoes and think, I'd like to play for someone like that. And I can see why the squad like playing for him and I can see what, how he gets the best out of the squad. But 
yeah, he's a, he's a great manager. And, and he's still so young as well. I mean, it was his birthday on Friday. He just turned 33. And in management terms, that's a, that's a baby. Oh, that's depressing. Uh, so oh, I think what have I done? Got a Nothing. long, long career ahead of him in the game. And, and hopefully that's with Ipswich Town. Yeah, fingers crossed. And it's not just, we need to say, it's not just Joe as well. Um, obviously, it's a big team down there. Laffy, who, who are the other kind of um, people that, that you rely on and, and um, work with and who've you know have helped you out? Um, yeah, I definitely think everyone is a part, um, especially through the academy in first year and first team. Um, Paige was pretty much one of the only female staff we had. Um, so she was kind of like one that we went to if we couldn't feel, if we didn't feel not comfortable, but we just felt we could talk to a female about it instead, like they'd understand more. Um, but even now, Paige is only in a couple of times a week. We have um, Nikki, which is our SNC coach, um, and we all get along really well with her. Um, so again, it's nice to have someone we feel like we can talk to, not about football things as well, like if there's anything else. Um, so yeah, it's definitely great having other females in the in the staff um, as well. And Charlie, you know, he's come in. He's obviously got all the experience. Loves to ma- mention Birmingham. There won't be a day where he doesn't <laughs> mention Birmingham, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, he's great as well. He offers something different to Joe, which um, yeah is always great. I think about- that in, in management sometimes you, you get the kind of good cop, bad cop situation. Yeah. I think Charlie's definitely the one that if something's not right, he will be the one to address it. Yeah. Um, I think that comes from obviously having been at that at that top level in the WSL for so long and, and working in those elite environments with elite players and, and a lot more pressure on it. So I think he, he's got his standards and, and he isn't afraid to, to, to chip in if he feels like something isn't right. And I think that's been a real benefit because... You know, someone that's that's been there and done it, I think is is a good asset to have, especially when we're trying to reach that level. So, but Charlie's a great bloke as well. He's not like serious all the time. He's, he's yeah, not all the time. Character and um, yeah, he's been he's been a good addition to the team. And and off the field as well, we we we've mentioned True Blue quite a lot on this, and obviously we mentioned um, the sponsorship, which um, is is really important for us. But generally in the league, the attendance is going to be going up and up. We've been talking about. All that kind of stuff. If you're getting that support from off the off the field as well, that, that kind of only spurs you on as well, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it definitely helps. Um, like you know, we have the um, we were talking about this with Lucy O'Brien yesterday. What do we call them? The Ipswich Ultras, and uh, the ones that are there every game. Um, when they were up in Newcastle the other week, travelled down to Southampton to get to the game. Um, it just shows how committed some of these fans are. Um, even just a nice outing on a Sunday to take your kids to. Um, I definitely think we're getting that exposure now um and it's great to see that they are wanting to come again seeing more familiar faces um and I like to think we show our appreciation to the fans by winning games putting on performance and even just thanking them at the end um it can definitely go a long way and hopefully bring the fans back to more games what's the hope so so that we're, we're going to keep talking about Southampton and then to April I'm afraid all at both of you <laughs> um but Kieran what's the hope for the number for that I mean what can we tell you, are people listening, about how they can get involved, and what's your hope for the kind of the rest of the campaign? Yeah, I think in terms of hopes for the rest of the campaign, we've been growing the crowds consistently on a weekly basis. Obviously, yesterday was a little bit different, which was which was disappointing, but still the 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 atmosphere for a crowd that was the, the best people up, turned up, all the right yeah, people were there. Yeah. That's the most important. For, for almost a fifty percent reduction on the last league game, I think the crowd were magnificent yesterday in terms of noise, and and we definitely felt that at Southampton. I think our little pocket of forty odd at Southampton completely outdone the home crowd. Um, and and made it you know 
an intimidating environment for, for the home team. Um, and you don't often see that. And I think we've got a very loyal group of supporters that travel home in a way. I, I believe that they're close to selling out the minibus already for Wimbledon this weekend. So like, it just shows you know, the level of support we're getting. And I think, you know, I think our crowds on average are sort of between 350 and 400 at the minute. If we could push that up to five, six, 700, I think that would be great for a consistent basis. Um, but in terms of that Southampton game, I'm, I mean, I'm ambitious in terms of that. Like, I want 1,500 to 2,000. I mean, the capacity of the Gold Star ground is 2,200. I don't see any reason why that couldn't sell out. Um, I want a four-figure number. I think that's yeah. I, I think that's massively important. Obviously, there's going to be questions regarding Portland Road. I, I don't know. I, I'm not privy to that at uh, this stage. I think that's going to come later in terms of a decision for that. Um, but there's no reason why we couldn't get the Gold Star ground rocking for that Southampton game with with four figures inside. I think that would be a very very intimidating environment for Southampton to come into. Um, and and be great for us and the girls to be so inspired playing in front of that because I think that that Norwich game a couple of years ago in front of six, 760 was was phenomenal and if you double that I mean wow it's going to be incredible. We'll end this pod talking about True Blue and giving the details where to find that. Laffy, this is a question that we hear a lot um, and see tweeted about quite a lot about Portman Road. Ignoring the kind of the decisions and politics, maybe behind the scenes about whether that's possible, is that something that is that something that the girls want? I think it would be a great experience for most of us girls. Um, most of us haven't played in it at all um, since we've been at the club. Um, only a few, like Tash, I think, has played in it, and maybe Eva. Um, but yeah, I think playing there, we wherever we play, we just have to play great football. Um, I think the Felix Stone grounds playing every single game there we had like would we want to change that um we've had a couple of thoughts about it as players um we want to change that and then we think 2000 at Portman Road to 2000 at Felixstowe is going to be a completely different atmosphere um but yeah I think either or um we'll put in a performance um that we have to so yeah that'd be I all love right that. that's great I think it depends doesn't it because I think that Obviously, an atmosphere at Felixstowe with 1,500 to 2,000 would be absolutely phenomenal and would be better than the atmosphere you probably get at Portman yeah, Road exactly. for, a, for a women's game. But you might get double the crowd yeah. at Portman Road. So yeah. it's kind of like swings and roundabouts, isn't it? You know, what's the best decision? Um, I don't, I'd like the goal star. We'll get a game there at some point. I'm not yeah. sure. Oh. Probably so, likely into next season, I would say, is probably yeah. the most likely thing. But when that does happen, the occasion will be fantastic. And I think that could be a real showcase for what we're trying to do uh, at this part of the football club. 100%. I mean, for what for what use it is, who I am and, and nobody, <laughs> I quite like the Gold Star ground because I can kick the advertising hoardings and make a big old racket <laughs> when a goal goes in. And, and, I, and I also, I think... If you try and treat it as a as a one off game, I think maybe it's just a bit of a distraction. And, and anyway, more there'll be people thinking about that, and and we can <laughs> speculate. That's fine. Let's just finish off talking about the rest of the season, Afi, because um, we talked about FA Cup um, and probably too soon for you, but presumably you're hoping for a win against AFC Wimbledon, who are the league below Kieran. Not again, remind me. Yeah, they are. Um, so you are presumably hoping the girls do you a favour and get through there, and then who you, you and I mean, it's going to be a tough game. Let's not dismiss Wimbledon, but you're presumably hoping for a bit of a cup run and, and maybe some exciting ties like you had a couple of years ago. Yeah, 100%. Um, we know it won't be an easy game, um, 
But again, we are looking to win that game and have another good cut run like we did um, before we got knocked out by Man City. But yeah, hopefully I won't be involved, I don't think, but you never know, I could. Um, but yeah, um, just hoping that we get the three points and come home. Sorry, not the three points, it's a cup, isn't it? But yeah, go through <laughs> to the next round anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah. we'll see in the day. Fingers crossed. And yeah, I like, I like maybe I will be there. Maybe I won't be there. Who knows? If you're watching AFC Wimbledon, you don't know. Um, and looking ahead to the rest of the campaign as well, obviously, are there any particular targets that you set yourself? Obviously, um, a first team regular now, um, anything about goals or assists or anything like that? Is it just um, making a contribution for you? What, what's your kind of thinking ahead? Obviously, the team goals are clear for everyone, but what are your personal aspirations for the rest of the season? Um, I think because I'm on set pieces now, I definitely want to get the most assists. Um, and if I'm playing wing back or something like that, because Pest, she's still won six assists and I'm on five. And she hasn't even been playing for a week. So I definitely want to smash her at that. Otherwise, she might not <laughs> talk about it. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to add more goals to my game as well. Even if I am playing as left back, um, definitely something I want to do. But I don't try and set myself too many targets of, um, obviously, I want to play well in every game and start every game. But nothing too much because I don't want it to take over and I come too focused on that. So I have in the back of my mind a few things I want to achieve, but if I don't, it's not going to be the end of the world because I know I have next season and things that, um, like that to improve on. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, great. Kieran, we've spoken and we've heard from a couple of the girls in, in these interviews and the stuff that Laffy's saying, level-headed, confident, um, this is, I'm, I'm just a bit frankly surprised there aren't more people taking interest in what's going on at Gold Star and, and with the team because there's so much great positivity there and we talked about the style of play, but a, a team to be proud of and, and, and obviously we're super proud of, of you, Laffy, um, here at Blue Monday, but the team, um, it, they deserve our attention and our, our support, don't they? Absolutely. And there's, there's been a ton of growth and there will continue to be a ton of growth. Um, we know it's, it's, it's going to be uh, something we're going to have to keep working on in terms of what can we do to, to attract people to come and watch us. I think the True Blue scheme has been a good thing. But ultimately, like winning football is going gonna, is gonna to turn into to, to more people coming through the, through the gates on a Sunday. But, and, and also a promotion to the championship would be massive, I think. Um, I think going to play at the, in the second tier of women's football against some much bigger clubs some much bigger names that will ultimately translate into bigger crowds. And we've seen this season when we've played the the, the name teams uh, at the Gold Star ground, that's where the attendances have really gone up. So I think if you're playing the likes of Liverpool, Sheffield United, Blackburn, Charlton, you're going to get bigger crowds. So yeah, I, I think it, it's still a work in progress. We're happy with where we're at at the moment, but obviously we have ambitious targets of where we'd like to be at. Um, and we just got to keep, keep growing it and um, are grateful to the, to the town fans for, for how they've embraced us so far. And hopefully we can continue to, to, to do the good work we have done so far. And then, and then hopefully more will, will follow suit. And I think by doing things like this with, with, with yourself on, on Blue Monday and, and lots of other things like that, get us out there a little bit more and, and, and ultimately that will, will translate into what we're looking for. Tell us about True Blue and how folk can get involved in that. Yeah, so True Blue is a membership scheme um, similar to a season ticket. Uh, it starts from £5 per month. You can pay more than that if you wish. And uh, like I said, it, it's, it's a way of you contributing towards the success of the women's programme at Ipswich Town. Obviously, we're under 
you know, we, we're, we're trying to be self-sustainable as, as well as successful uh, on the pitch. So um, it contributes towards that. But also, like I said, it, it more it, more importantly, over everything, it's, it's essentially a season ticket for £5 a month. You get two games in a month. That's £2.50 per game. In January, for example, we've got Portsmouth, Hounslow and Gillingham at home. I mean, that's value for money, if you ask me. £5 to go to three games in throughout January. I think that's great. Uh, we've got a, quite a, a decent list of of, uh, of members so far. We're hoping to grow that. We're hoping to uh, also name uh, another player as um, a successor to Blue, as player ambassador as well for, for True Blue. So we'll be looking to drive that a lot more in the new year. Um, and, and hopefully that will... Um, that will take off even further than it has done. Great stuff. Kieran, thank you for that. Luffy, thank you so much for speaking to us. Um, all the best um, for um, the recovery. I know it's only a minor not, but all the best for that. And um, obviously for the season ahead as well. Um, hopefully you and Peskett will sort yourselves out in terms of <laughs> the home rotor and make sure that's uh, that's nice and fair and no one's doing too much because she's got a, she got her feet up at the moment. She's got to look after herself and she after Of course she does. When doesn't she have her feet up though? Oh, there we go. Always does. We'll leave it. We'll leave it there then. Um, um, thank you so much for chatting to us and all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.